0: that we've been live, which is really strange. So you guys should have seen the amount of setup that we had to do to get it all. May have been easier to do it on Zoom. Um, But today we've got Michael, um, which is joining us from FAM. So a lot of you guys have been joining the FAM on the move. That started up through our lockdown. Um, and I thought it'd be really cool for him to come onto the show. Um, bearing in mind the programs do start um, next week, which will be this week by the time this launches. Um, so if you wanted to meet Michael in person, if you haven't been involved already, um, then this is a good chance to get to know him before you do join the session. So welcome, by Thank the way, you. even Thank though you I'm in much. your home. But <laughs> welcome to
1: the home. Yeah, exactly. You want another coffee?
0: <laughs> exactly. We've already had two. <laughs> um, so. Um, Some of you already know that I am a coach with FAM as well so looking after the strength and conditioning and earlier in the year FAM came on board with ParaFit Auckland um, to coach and look after the strength and conditioning so do you want to start with where FAM actually started before we were part of ParaFit Auckland and the legacy that you kind of talk about and the inspiration behind it and what kind of drives what's the driving force behind it all?
1: Okay, so I suppose the legacy would be my daughter. I have a 25-year-old daughter who's living with cerebral palsy. She's in South Africa. Little did I realize that she would be my legacy uh, for FAM and where it came from. Um, Bottom line is, uh, back end of 2011, uh, I was made redundant out of the computer industry, and I fell back on my... uh, Diploma in physical training and gym management that I'd done way back in 1994, mm. and I started a, a running around Auckland, uh, doing uh, training mums and children at community centres. Fast forward a couple of years, ended up working at um, Les Mills, and we were approached um, whilst I was running uh, a kids program to run a kids program for uh, children with special needs, and I was like, "Yeah, sure, let me let me try. I don't know. I'll give it a whirl." Um, and the short and long of it is that it started off there from a lovely lady called Jordan Ruth, uh, who's currently Senko at, um, Pakaranga college. And, um, we had 15 athletes that came that very first session. Um, and the lady that I started with blew, <laughs> blew our socks away. <laughs> um, but Hey, that was, uh, 2012, 13, fast forward i've had many iterations It's i've been known as the adaptive pt i had another one called natural movement and it just evolved as it went to where it is today which is now functional adaptive movement or fam and uh from 15 athletes we're now sitting at just under 250 athletes a week that we work with um and and kind of proudly to say both in person and virtually so the 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 program has evolved yet again over the last couple of weeks so it's yeah. kind of the short brief history of where, we are, <laughs> where we're at today
0: yeah absolutely and so for the like viewers and listeners that haven't been a part of a session how would you summarize a what we do and how it feels and how it works for the athletes coming into the sessions
1: i think our, our first thing is safety our first thing is around making a the people feel safe and secondly that the um the athlete feels safe. So the area is safe, the athletes feel safe. Then it comes down to kind of the soft stuff. Um, And I'm I'm deliberately going this way around rather than explaining how we actually do it is because I think what we have unique in our program is we care a lot. We focus on connecting, building rapport. We have empathy, we show compassion. Mm -hmm. And these are qualities that are very, very hard to find in coaches today. And luckily I found you and you got it. But the point is it's those are the soft things that really make up the coach and the holistic approach that we apply to our training. If the athlete comes into a session, um, we would make sure that they're fitting into the right class, that there's um, synergy and cohesion within a class. Then we would pretty much get into a session and it's real fun in the sense that we have a, a group dynamic warm up we then move into a strength and a conditioning piece, a strength piece mm-hmm. or a skills piece and the strength and skill piece is really around some of the biggest challenges that our athletes face and the one is being balance coordination um moving around either in a wheelchair or a dev- or an assisted aided device or just in the bipedal position and then lastly as we, we get into a little bit of a sweaty session so we get the heart rate going and we apply some of the learning from the first session and then it's uh, into the final piece which is our midline and then we have a stretch and a warm down and the uniqueness of what our program is besides all the other stuff I've mentioned is that it's constantly varied and it's always different and people like that so they're coming in they're having this mini competition with each other but at the same time they're having um, fun each time and they're not oh we did bicep curls for the last four weeks (laughs) we don't see the point in that so it's constantly varied functional movements that hopefully going to help them in their everyday life rather than um, I'm just going to the gym to do back and chest.
0: Yeah, the bro session. (laughs) The bro session. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I know you touched on like kind of where my philosophy sits when I'm coaching and why I love to work in this kind of sector is it's kind of that right of being able to move and being able to grow and adapt and get stronger and fitter and be healthier um, but what's kind of your drive behind? Like when you're coaching, what's that kind of like passionate moment that happens a lot? You're not allowed to cry on these things. No. Um, we can no, edit it out. Yeah, it? no, that's fine. I think,
1: the, I think the number one thing for me is the people. It's all about the people. I get passionate about people, and sometimes the smallest of milestones that I see them achieve is what drives me on and spurs me to get going. I have a fire in my belly when I wake up knowing that I'm gonna come and do a session with either a client on a one-on-one basis or in a class basis. I get really souped up, amped to go there because A, I'm gonna learn. B, I'm gonna get taught something and have to experience something and I have to adapt on the go. But above all, just to see the joy and the love and the care and the the, the fun that they have and mm-hmm. to see these milestones met is just what drives me and i think just the fact that it is such a welcoming community and you touched on a word there that i didn't really kind of grasp until maybe a year ago and that it's everybody's human right Mm. to be able to exercise to move and it kind of homes in a completely different dimension when it comes to exercise and exercise sciences there's this capacity of it's your human right. We, it's their right, and everybody should have an inclusive opportunity to mm. come and train and get fit. And yeah. if that fitness and health stems off medication, stems off going to a hospital for surgeries, etc., etc., well, then we've done our job. Mm. And those are like the long-term things, but just that interaction, is that's the magic for me.
0: Yeah. And you touched, like, we kind of take in what we call a specialty population because a lot of other personal trainers or coaches and other therapists and things like that kind of oh i don't know i don't know how to do that whereas i think that we take on the approach that it's like let's see what you can do (laughs) kind of thing um and so if you let's imagine you had a huge seminar room kind of style and you had every personal trainer ever in the country, and you had all the OTs and all the physios and all the parents of um, that have children that have a different ability. If you could have ten minutes to talk to them, and not everyone here works with um, differently abled, what would you kind of preach? Wow, <laughs> it, there's a lot of people. There's a, there's lot, a lot of people, <laughs> and it's
1: a very big question. Um, mm-hmm. I think I would probably start off on the fact that anybody that is living with any kind of disability, be that acquired or congenital, would be, these are human beings.
0: Mm.
1: They're human beings. And forget the lack of abilities that you see before you and engage with the human being in the first instance. Mm. Secondly, by simply asking that person or through the carer or the parent, what they're capable of, you will suddenly realize that your skill set as a physio OT or physical therapist or PT, you would realize that the basic movement patterns that we're taught, they can do. You've just got to have the humbleness to learn to adapt the movement to what they can do. And that will probably help you. Mm. And it's kind of like show and tell, like, hey, this is what I want you to do. What do you think you could do that? No, I can't. Well, what do you think would be working as long as you stick to the same movement pattern? Mm-hmm. You can come up with something. And it's not that hard. I think the biggest problem that a lot of folk have dealing working with uh, people that are differently abled is fear. Mm-hmm. Is their fear that they may hurt them more or, or injure them more? And the nine times out of ten, they're not going to do that. Nobody intrinsically wants to go and hurt themselves. So it's like, just engage them on a human level yeah, and enjoy the moment. And I tell you what, I find it far more enriching. And and I I apologize to my able-bodied clients right now. I really do. (laughs) But I find it totally amazing that I feel more included with my differently-abled clients than I do sometimes with my able-bodied clients. Mm -hmm. And it's just because there's no prejudices. There's no justices. There's no judgment. There's no... It's just, hey, we just want to do stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's kind of, I think, the biggest issue with most folk is they're just scared. They're just genuinely scared yeah. of the unknown. And, hey, man, break through a boundary.
0: Yeah. And
1: what have I learned? Patience. I've learned humility. I've, heard, I've learned resilience. I've learned um, to fly on literally the seat of my pants. Um, <laughs> I've learned through mistakes that, hey, you've got to just keep changing things now and again. And guess what? We come to a sweet compromise and that person goes away and half asks you and says, "Hey, thanks for a great session. You've done your job."
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. and they come back. Yeah, exactly. They come back <laughs> yeah. for more,
1: and when they come back for more, then you know you've done your job. <laughs> exactly,
0: and I think you know you've done your job if they come back because, like we did um, during the lockdown, we had a whole bunch of students come on, and we kind of had a workshop oh, styled thing and um michael actually like made this powerpoint and on one of the slides there's all these photos from all of our sessions and he said what do you guys notice about all these photos <laughs> and uh i think yeah one of the students like straight off the bat was like oh they're all smiling i was like hell yeah like yeah, exactly. of course they're smiling like yes we provide the program and the fitness and the fun stuff and it's all there for you and da, 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 da. but at the end of the day like as you said right at the beginning it's like these guys have a chance to give it a go and they love that. Or yeah. everyone loves that regardless if you're differently able or not. And yeah. Oh, sorry. I just, I got just, into I just, it I just as well.
1: <laughs> I think, you know, to build on that, I think a lot of, a lot of folk that when they first get into this, if they're working with able boy people to sometimes see results pretty quickly, um, in progress yeah. with our demographic, we sometimes don't. And that could possibly create a sense of failure mm. for the trainer or the therapist. And it's don't don't rely on that. It's yeah. like rely on the soft stuff of look at the smiles. Your name goes out and precedes you. You know, oh, there's hashtag, there's hashtag, and everywhere I go, there's hashtag. And it's like, well, cool. Um, but that's the fun part is sometimes these um, progress times are not in the facility. It's not with a PB. It's not yeah. with necessarily um, on a gain of x amount of kilograms on a certain lift or anything it's not there yeah it's the fact that suddenly i can reach up in the shops and i can hold a bag of sugar and bring it down to my trolley oh you shouldn't Push have sugar, sugar. sorry oh <laughs> uh, bag of cookies oh even worse uh, my point is is that um you know the ability for a, a spinal cord injury person to have the strength and ability to rotate and lift up their child or their niece or nephew and hold yeah. That you know, it's like I never used to be able to do that and now suddenly I can? Wow.
0: Yeah. That's today. magic,
1: man. That's magic.
0: So with um like you talked about kind of all the movements and being creative and having to find something that'll just work and it will be perfect exactly for that athlete, what is the craziest, most creative substitute you've ever made for a movement? Oh. Like the most wackiest thing that if someone walked in they'd be like, What's going on there?
1: <laughs> off the top of my bat right now um i would probably say is the recent the recent play around using two um gymnastic ring straps uh through a barbell with an athlete that has capacity to hold those straps in the front of them with a 15 kg barbell on the back and for that athlete to do some squats yeah. um even to a box or to a chair or anything but um for the first time especially when there's a range of motion issue trying to get your shoulder yeah. mobility to grab and they can do a back squat and yeah. to see their faces when they're like holy crap i got a big bar on my back with some weights on and i can do a kind of a, a squat of some sort yeah um that's the first one that flies to my mind but um i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> we're constantly inventing and i've just finished a course online and it's kind of refreshing to know that a lot of what we've been doing for the last seven or odd years was all there. I kind of yeah. knew it. There was some stuff that I didn't know. It was just awesome as well. Yeah. But... The people that actually come up with a lot of cool ideas are actually the athletes themselves. <laughs> They're the ones that come up with this yeah. cool stuff. So it's always relying on them and then having a mind share. So like working with yourself and, and some of our other coaches like Jody and that is is they all have their ideas and if you just all pull your mind together, we can all care for this person.
0: Mm.
1: It's a it's a tribal mentality in caring for these people, not a one on one thing. It's yeah. it's a, it's a community effort that happens.
0: Oh, yeah. That's awesome. I would love to see it as well. I can imagine it. I've seen it with the bands, but not with the ring straps. Oh, it's pretty cool. (laughs) Um, And I think we'll go into one of the questions that I've kind of repeated across um, all the interviews that I've done on the podcast is, okay, time travel before fam existed and like ghost mode to go see your previous self. What would you tell Michael seven years ago or six, six, seven years ago? Yeah.
1: I tell Michael, don't get into IT sales.
0: <laughs> I'll see you going even further. <laughs> I'm going
1: right back, man. No, I would, I would, um, I would probably say, um, follow your heart, and your heart is sometimes the thing that makes you wake up in the morning passionately with a fire in your belly, is what you should chase. Um, learn the skills that go around that. The amount of money I've invested in my own self development in possibly the last nine years would make most people cringe. Um, It's copious amounts of money. However, they've helped me to hone, to sharpen the skill set that I now have. Mm. And I would have said to my former self, risk more and trust yourself more. Um, And I don't think I did. Yeah, I mean, a little bit of um, open the kimono stuff is, sometimes I doubt myself, even today still. And I think that's something that I would say... Be more ballsy. Like, get out there and, and try something and, and give it a go, mm. um, safely, of course. But give it a go. Yeah, walk. Um, that's like
0: natural human instinct. You yeah. know, trying to battle that.
1: No, but there's some guys that just go out and do it, and I like I envy them. And I'm mm. like, and I look at what I've achieved and what we have achieved now in seven or eight years. It's like, well, could I have done that quicker? Mm. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I know but I But mean. um, I'm happy. But you, the question was, I would probably say, take more risks and trust in yourself more, back yourself more yeah back yourself more a lot of people don't back themselves enough
0: yeah well there you go guys boom all there (laughs) so as always if you haven't subscribed you need to do that right now so onto the youtube and subscribe so you can see everything that comes up um through the podcast And then obviously, I've put all of the details in the comments, whether it's below or above me, I don't know where it will be. Um, But you can still get in touch with Michael if it's not through us. You can head on to the website, um, onto Facebook, Instagram, he's everywhere. You can't avoid it, all right? Um, So give him a buzz. Even if you don't want to join a class first, you might just want to chat to him and see what it's all about. Um, Or volunteer. or, Or come and volunteer, yeah. Come and join in a session, absolutely, see what we're about. Um, and then, and then we can go from there. Yeah. So thank you so much, for Thank also you. Your chat. Um, we're gonna have another coffee now, probably. <laughs> and um, I'll see you next week as well. And Jan's got a podcast coming up as well, so you'll see him in a couple of weeks too. Awesome. Thanks, guys.